Welcome to the Vision Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and everything happening at Vision, visit us online at visionnwa.com. It is my distinct honor and privilege to get to introduce to you a wonderful man of God. Um, John Tash and I worked on staff at, both at Victory Church. He was there a lot longer than we were. He was the children's pastor there at, at Victory for years. And, and anyway, I'm going to ask you a few questions. But I'm going to invite John to come up. Can you give John a big hand? Are you turned on there? It's great to be here. Good. Well, we are so I'm excited. Are yeah. you? Is he on? Yeah. Oh, good. So, John, but before you worked at Victory, you worked for another ministry. I wanted you to... Lester Sumrall. Really? How many remember Dr. Lester Sumrall? I used to work for the man, travel with the man, hardest man I ever worked for. <laughs> but I loved it. Seemed I learned like so it. much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what did you do? Did you do... Television some... production. Okay. Television production and radio. Um, anything that he needed to have done, I was there to do it for okay. him. Cool. But so... worked many years. So I have something, I, the congregation, a lot of the church family already knows kind of what I'm getting ready to do because I, you know, I kind of I bet them that I could beat you in the joy box. Now, now you created ooh, the joy box. Come here. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Now, what did you just say? I, that I could beat you in the joy box. I could do it faster. No. <clears throat> now, you invented the joy box, though, didn't you? No. Huh? Becca, she grew up thinking that her mom was the inventor of the joy box. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, whoa. They even have their own version of the song. It's oh, really? I'd love to hear yours. you sing it. Yeah, yeah. But I am the inventor of the joy box. Yeah. And uh, Pastor Phil, I still have the world's record in the joy box. 4.17 seconds. But not whoa. only that. I invented this thing over 30 years ago. It is now in five different languages, and it's getting That's more awesome. popular every single year. It's amazing. It is. So are you going to do it with me? I'm going to do it with you. I thought maybe I, this would be like my space, and then you could be over there, and we would, you know, see who can do it. But I, I'm going to sing the Are we going to have a race, or are we just going to sing it together? No, I'm going to sing it with you. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do my best. Yeah. So I okay. can put the mic down. Yeah. Well, they want to hear you, though. All right. Okay, here we go. Can you hear him? Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the joy box. Um, John Tast style. John Tast style. Yeah, here we go. Now, we're going to start off slow, right? Because I, I, okay. Jeez. Lori, does my hair look okay for this? Are you going to take a video of this? Okay, here we go. Now, we're not racing right now, though, right? No, we're just. Okay, we're just, we're just doing this thing. Okay. This is the joy box. Here we go. We ready? <laughs> She's got one of herself. Uh, yeah. You ready, everybody? Yeah. Are you nervous? I'm a little nervous. Extend your hands toward Pastor Phil. Everyone extend. Repeat after me. Pastor Phil, be at peace. You can do the joy box. Yeah, you won't beat me, but no, that's okay. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Jesus and others and you, what a wonderful way to spell joy. Jesus and others and you, in the life of each girl and each boy. J is for Jesus, you put him first place. O is for others, you meet face to face. Y is for you in whatever you do. 
Put yourself third and spell joy a little faster. Here we go. Jesus, others in you. What a wonderful way to spell joy. Jesus, others in you. In the life of each girl and his boy. J's for Jesus. Put it first place. Always for others. You meet face to face. Wise for you and whatever you do. Put yourself third and spell joy. <laughs> Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Pastor Phil, you know you have become a professional joy boxer if you can do this with your both eyes closed. Um, you want to try it? Okay, I'll try it. That's good. Come on back up. Help him, everybody. He needs your help. Help him, help him, help him. All right. Uh, you ready? <clears throat> Jesus and others in you, what a wonderful way to spell joy. Jesus, others in you, in the life of a girl and boy. J's for G's, put it first place. Always for others, you meet face to Why is for you and whatever you do. Your eyes closed. No peaky peakies. Put yourself third and spell joy. That is the joy box, everybody. How'd you do? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you are the best. You are the oh, best. yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Boy. I don't get to do that very often. No, that, that, is, that is special. You're a lot faster than and Becca, how are you? Are you pretty good at this? Come on up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Help her, everybody. She needs your help. She needs your help. This is the joy box. Okay, so I hear you're pretty good at this. So really, seriously, you thought your mom was the inventor of the joy box all the years that you were growing up? Yeah, well, I hope I didn't disappoint you. <laughs> no. Yeah, here we go. Are you ready? Jesus and others and you. Do you sing? Okay, we've got to start over again. Are you ready? Jesus and others and you. What a wonderful way to spell joy. Je I'm impressed. She's not even looking. She's not even looking. Let's try it again. Jesus and others and you. Jesus and others and you. You know, a lot of people think, you know, if I just had a, a nicer car, a bigger house, uh, more money, more hair, that's where the joy comes from. Not, no, 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 no. Joy comes by putting Jesus first. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Jesus and others and you. What a wonderful way to spell joy. Jesus and others and you. In the life of each girl and each boy. J is for Jesus. You put him first place. Always for others you meet face to face. Y is for you and whatever you do. Put yourself third and spell. Let's give back a great big hand. Oh my, my, my. That, that is the joy box. And uh, I love the joy box. Everywhere I go, I always hear people talking about, I mean, even 30 years ago, my wife and I have been doing ministry now for 45 years. And we've got people that are in their 30s and 40s that still remember the joy box. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Hey, it is so good to be here, um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, some of you are wondering, Bab, I like to get one of those uh, chocolate kisses up there and that candy, so I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to say the word attention. The first person that stands up, the first, the first person, Spencer, come on up, get yourself a piece of candy. I mean, Sharon, I mean, that's all you needed to do is, no, 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 he beat you, he beat you. So, hey, Spencer. Don't even think about eating that chocolate and candy. Yeah, uh-oh. Who, who said that back in that back row? You watch, sweetheart. Um, step on the dot, face the audience, if you would, please. That's not the dot. That's the triangle. I need both feet on the dot. I don't have all day, Spencer. No, no, that's the rectangle. I need both feet on. Okay, very good. Raise your right hand. Repeat after me. I, Spencer. Say it like you mean it. I, Spencer. I said, say it like him. I, Spencer. I, Spencer. Promise I will not eat my candy in church. Promise I won't eat my candy in church. I will put my candy in my pocket. I will put my candy in my 
I will put my candy in my pocket. I'll put my candy in my pocket. <laughs> and I'll share it with someone afterwards. I'll share it with somebody else. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Spencer, don't go far too far away because I might need, need you for my message, okay? Yeah. Hey, it's a great day to be alive. Poke your neighbor in the ribs and say it's a great day to be alive. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. When I say the word attention, the first person that stands up, I'll, uh, first person that stands up, I'll, Sharon, come on up, get yourself a piece of candy. Pastor, you missed it by a hair, <laughs> a hair. Anyway, um, and then for those of you that are not as fast as Spencer and Sharon, when I wave, the first person that waves back at me, sir, come on, no, 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 the first person that waves back at me, you get to come up here and get yourself two pieces of candy for ha, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What is your name? Greg. Greg. Hi, Greg. How you? Got any friends out there? One or two. One or two. I tell you what, get yourself two pieces of candy. And uh, here, here's, uh, actually, put out your hand, okay? This is the overflowing blessings. This is what I want you to do. Um, Greg, right? Yes, sir. The shortest distance between two points is what? A straight line. Do not take a straight line back to your seat. What I want you to do is go to the left, go to the right, go to the left, in and out of the rows. Be looking for the finest of the finest, the cream of the crop, the tip of the top. I mean, those that are sitting back, hands folded, smiley face, looking straight this way, the back touching the back of the chair with a great big smile, stomach getting shoulders back, head up high, a smile so big, a smile, what's that one on that row, what, what, look at the look, at, look at, there's 17 teeth in that mouth, that is awesome, see that's what you're looking for, be looking for those that, with a great big smile, a smile so big you can drive an 18-wheeler Mack truck through that baby, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much, oh, and by the way, what was, Hey, sign him up for the dance team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Greg, wait, Greg, wait, wait, Greg. Wait, 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 wait. They have to be looking at me. If they're looking at you, chalk them off your list and make sure. If you're walking by someone and they say, hey, Greg, I'll be your friend forever if you just give me one of those pieces of chocolate, chalk them right off your list. Pay no attention to them at all. 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 Pay no attention to Sweetheart, come on down. You got yourself a free piece of candy. She was the first. How many times did I say that word? Get yourself a piece of chocolate, my sweetheart. You were the first person to stand up when I said attention. So there we go. When I said attention, when I said, Sharon, get yourself another piece. Oh man, man, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, I'm looking for the first person that can bring me up a sock off your foot, 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 a sock off your foot. A first person that bring me up a sock off. Hurry, hurry, hurry. A sock off your foot, a sock off your foot. Get yourself a piece of high. Yeah. The drummer boy. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm looking for the first person to bring me down a Bible, the 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 Bible. Oh, she got you. She, I'm so sorry. I'm looking for the first person that can bring me down a cell phone, 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 right there. Sorry, she got you, she got you. I'm looking for the first person to bring me down a ball cap, a ball cap, a ball cap, a ball cap. How about a pair of jeans with holes in them? A pair of jeans with holes in them. A pair of jeans with holes in them. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Pair of jeans with holes in them. There it is. There it is. What is your name, son? What is it? Blaze. Blaze? Get yourself two pieces of candy. 
and whoop, and blaze. Don't, don't eat the candy in church. And do you have a friend out there that's sitting back, hands folded? They got a great big smile. Get them a piece of candy too, okay? All right, let's give Blaze a great big hand, everybody. Glory to God. I tell you what I'm going to do. My wife and I live in North Carolina. And the uh, first person, count teeth, Blaze, count teeth. If one person has 16 teeth and the next one has 17, give it to the person that has 17. Oh, and Blaze, if they're missing a tooth or two or three, that happens. They fall out. Count those missing teeth too, okay? Good boy. <laughs> I like him. I like him. By the way, who, do, who, do you belo- who does he belong to? Who does he belong to? What is your name? Raven. I was so impressed during praise and worship. I turned around. Lori, did you see that? He had his hands lifted up toward God. I'm going to tell you something. Raven, your son blessed me this morning just watching him praising the Lord. Great job. Keep up the good work, Mom. Keep up the good work. But my wife and I live in North Carolina, and uh, so I tell you what I'm going to do. I brought a few T-shirts, and I want to give out a free T-shirt or two this morning. Is that okay? This is what I do. This is what I'm going to do. We've got Miss Becca back there with the instant replay camera, correct? Okay? The first person that stands up when I say North Carolina, I'm giving instructions. Sit on down. Anyway, the first person that stands up during my message, uh, I am going to let you go back to my table afterwards and get yourself a free t-shirt. Is that okay? This t-shirt is get your face in the book. Hello, get your face in the book from Psalm 119, 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Guess what? You want to start sin- stop sinning? Get your face in the book. When's the last time you got your face in the book? No wonder you keep sinning and sinning and sinning. You haven't got yourself in the book. Oh, this one right here is one of our newest ones. Oh, Lord, you'll, uh, I am incredible. You thought I got this from the movie. I got it from Psalm 139, verse Verse 14, where it says, I will praise you, Lord, for I am incredibly made. I am wonderfully made. But the best part of it is the back. (laughs) I am courageous. I'm forgiven. I'm delivered. I am special. I am chosen. Yes, sir, Bob. Thank you, Pastor. This one here is the Forever Blessed T-shirt. Look at your neighbor. Poke him in the ribs and say, you're blessed and I'm blessed. I'm forever blessed. God has blessed us with all things that pertain to life and godliness. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, that's back there. This is my personal testimony t-shirt. Back in August of 2013, had gone in for a, just a normal physical. The, the, the doctor calls me about two hours later. He says, I need you to come back into my office and bring your wife. Hmm, yeah, that's what I did. I'm, hmm. Never had that happen before. We walked into his office, closed the door behind us. He opened up his computer. He said, Mr. Tash, you've been diagnosed with having kidney cancer. I want to tell you something. If, how many have ever had bad news before? I'm gonna, the devil was planning my funeral. This was back in 2000. The devil was planning my funeral. But up rose in my spirit 
was a verse that I learned as a little boy. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 10. Fear not, there is nothing to fear, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will up you, hold you uh, with the right hand of my righteousness. I'm going to tell you something. Six Over six years later, I am cancer-free. Glory to God! Hallelujah! Fear not, there is nothing to fear, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. So, pastor, could you make the official announcement? You know when you get on a plane, when the door closes in the plane, they get on and they say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is now time to buckle the seatbelt. Would you make the official, come on up here, would you make the official announcement and say, it is now time to take off your seatbelt, okay? It is now time to take off your seatbelt. Count to three. Backwards or forwards? One, two, three. Okay, it has officially begun the contest for the free t-shirt giveaway. So when I say those two words, what are the, what are the state that I live in? North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, North. Yeah, anyway. Uh, when I say those two words, the first person that stands up, we've got instant replay. Becca's got the instant replay. The first person that stands up in the house this morning, I'll let you go back to my table and get yourself a free t-shirt. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Psalm 23, verse 6. Before I begin, Psalm 23, verse 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely go- Hey, um, Zach, can you help me out? Come, come, come on up here. And um, the drummer, what's your name? Russell, Russell come on up here. I, I need both of you guys to help me out. Because what I'm going to do, I am going to share with you this morning what Psalm 23 verse 6 means in the Hebrew language. You know, <clears throat> um, surely goodness and mercy, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Surely goodness and mercy. Okay, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Your goodness and your mercy. Surely goodness and mercy. Surely goodness and mercy. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Uh, Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days. Hello, are you following? Okay. Surely goodness and mercy. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the... Now, that word follow, we think of that word follow as kind of what you just saw. Tag along. The word follow in the literal Hebrew language means to chase after with the intent to bless. To chase after with the intent to bless. So surely goodness and mercies, the blessings of God, chase after me, chase after me, so chase after me, surround me. Oh, my going in and my going out, I'm the head and not the tail. They chase after me. They surround me. They so good. God's goodness, God's mercy, God's blessings. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Surely God's goodness and mercy, the God's favor, the blessings of God. We sang about it. You sang about it. You led us this morning. The blessings of God. This is your year. This is your year, Vision Church. Surely goodness and mercy, they chase after. They chase after you with the intent to bless you. Oh, do you receive that? Do you receive that this morning? Thank you, guys. Get yourself a piece of candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Mm. Aaron, right? Aaron? What I see in my spirit is that there is a special gift that God has given you that you have yet to unwrap. And in the next few months, that special gift, you're going to begin to unwrap it. Okay? There's a special gift on the inside of you that God is going to unwrap. You're going to begin to unwrap it in the next few months. Get ready. Danny and Tammy, when I'm going to get into my spirit, with every change of season, there's always a different smell, isn't there? When you go from summer to fall, how many have ever said, I smell fall in the air? When you go from fall to winter, you're saying, I smell winter in the air. And you have gone through seasons of change. And it almost seems like it's been the winter season, the winter season, the winter season. But guess what? I smell spring in the air. I smell it. I smell it. And things are going to start blossoming. Things are going to start growing. You know, in the winter season, you look out and say, everything looks dead. But no, your winter season, spring is coming. It's about ready to come. Do you receive that? Amen. It's about ready to come. Amen. Tammy, God bless you. God bless you. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Vision Church, I tell you what, get ready, get ready, 2020, 2020, 2020, that God will do exceeding abundantly above, above all that you could ever ask or even think of. That God is on the move. And I mean, the blessings of my sister, the blessings of God are chasing after you. They're chasing after you. But what I've seen, what I've seen would you hold out your fist like this? Would you stand up for me? What I've seen is those fists being closed. Which when you think of it, nothing can go out and nothing can come in. But what I'm picturing, my sister, is those hands being opened. Go ahead and open them. Guess what? This is your time where the blessings of God, the blessings of God are coming in, coming in. The free-flowing favors are coming in. But as they're coming in, they're also able to be released and go out. It's no longer this. It's this. Okay? Okay. Expect to see it. Congregation, expect to see it in my sister's life. Okay? It's no longer this. It's this. Ooh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 
Acts chapter 2, verse 17. Turn there. I know you know this scripture, but I want you to turn there in your Bible. Look up on the screen. It'll be up there too. Uh, Acts chapter 2, in the, uh, I'm reading from the King James Version, where it says, and it shall come to pass. Are you there, everyone? If you're there, say amen. amen. If you're not there, say glory. We'll wait for the glory. Oh, my. You know what the word glory means? It's the manifest presence of God. It's when God shows up. I mean, we sang about it this morning. The glory of God, North Carolina. The glory of God. Was it a tie? Was it a no? No, that it was mom. It was Pastor Nicole. You got your. Excuse me. Where's Dana? Where's Dana? Dana, you got yourself a free T-shirt. Okay, congratulations. Acts chapter two, verse seventeen, and it says, "And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, that I will pour out. I will pour out. Hey, Spencer, come back up here and help me. Okay, that I will pour out on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and it shall come to pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on up here. Um, hey, bring up one of those comfy chairs." Yeah, while you're at it. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out. I will pour out. I will pour out what? My spirit upon what? All flesh. Our sons and our daughters. Go ahead and have a seat. <clears throat> By the way, I hope this isn't a striking revelation to anyone in the house, but you're either a son or a daughter. How many, how many sons do we have in the house? How many daughters do we have in the house? Oh, come on, sons. How many sons do we have in the house? <clears throat> sons. Ooh, ooh. Okay. How many sons do we have in the house? Oh. <clears throat> Cut, take four. How many sons do we have in the house? Okay, sons. How many sons do we have in the house? Who, who, who? They're supposed to stand up. Okay, sit back down. How many sons do we have in the house? Who, 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 who? How many daughters do we have in the house? You know who had the bigger mouth? I'm just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Go ahead and get back on your chair. And it shall, oh, Danny. Uh, I mean, uh, Spencer, come on up here. And it shall, Spencer. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will what? Pour out. Say it again. Pour out. Say it again. Pour out. Say it again. Pour out. Thank you. Have a seat. <laughs> Spencer, I have up here a glass of water. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to illustrate to everyone here this morning what those words pour out mean in the Greek language. Oh, you already know what they mean, don't you? <laughs> yeah. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Upon all flesh. That includes our sons, our daughters, our children, our teenagers. Upon all flesh. So, Spencer... 
I have in my hand, again, uh, I have a cup of water, and I am going to pour out upon your head. Someone's getting you back, brother. I'm so sorry. That is cold. I, I asked for lukewarm water. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. You got a brain freeze. I will pour out. I will pour out. I will pour out upon all flesh. I will pour out upon all flesh. Now, this morning I have poured out. I have poured out. But I have held back. I have poured out. But once again, I have held back. I have poured out. But once again, Spencer, I have held back. Stay with me. Throughout the dispensations of time, God has poured out and held back. He's poured out and held back. But Spencer, you have any idea what these words pour out mean in the literal Greek language? I'm feeling it right now. <laughs> yeah. You're feeling the pour out and hold back, pour out and hold back, pour out and hold back. <laughs> I want to tell you, my brother, the words pour out in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, where it says, in the last days, he said he's going to pour out. I restrained myself. But these two words, pour out, do not mean restrain. <laughs> the words pour out in the literal Greek means to pour out without restraint. So it keeps coming and 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 coming hallelujah now you are saying i can see the looks yes you did bring a change of clothes you did for those of you that uh, are looking at me saying, how can you do that to our precious Spencer? Getting his, I mean, we even have a lady in the back row that just wiped us her eyes because she was, she was crying for you. She was feeling sorry for you. But he knew about it. He knew about it. And he knew about that he was supposed to bring a change of clothes. Now, whether pastor told him bring a change of underwear, I don't know. But let's give Spencer a great big hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, in the last days, saith God, thank you, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and our sons and our daughters shall prophesy. For over almost 30 years now, as I mentioned to you, my wife and I have been doing ministry for 45 years. For the last almost 30 years, we're 29 years, we started back in 1991 taking children and youth on mission trips. Children starting at age 7, 8, 9, 10. To date, we have taken over 6,000 children and youth 
to 28 different countries around the world. I'm going to tell you something. You talk about seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. When you train your children to do the work of the ministry at a young age, at a young age, I'm going to tell you something, Pastor Phil, Pastor Nicole, to see your daughter and your son working with you in ministry, there is no greater joy. There is no greater joy. There is no greater joy. And I want to tell you something. When you train up children at a young age, I'll never forget. We went into, I was ministering underneath a big, huge, we went to South Africa. The first year that we went to South Africa, we were ministering under a 10,000 seat tent in Durban, South Africa, right along the Indian Ocean. And we took children with me. We took children, my wife and I, and I said to one of my I said to one of my 11-year-old boys, I said, I want you to be ready to preach tomorrow morning. He looked at me and said, Pastor John, I'll be ready. This young fella, 11 years old, he wasn't preaching to children. He was preaching to thousands and thousands of adults underneath that tent. He preached for 45 minutes. 45 minutes. The title of his message was how to be an effective witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. After he got finished preaching, he closed up his Bible and he says, I'm done preaching. Now I want to prophesy and lay my hands on you. He said, if you want me to lay your, my hands on you, get on down here. I'm going to tell you, people came down by the hundreds, dust flying all over underneath that tent. Three and a half hours later, guess what he was still doing? Laying hands on people and prophesying into their lives. I remember we had four Sunday morning services. By the way, deja vu, man. I tell you what, you talking about getting here at 6 o'clock in the morning? We did that for over 10 years. We had four Sunday morning services. Then we had a Sunday night service. Then we had a Saturday night service. And then we had a bus ministry. We bussed in 1,500 children from the inner city. And then we had another 1,500 children in our four Sunday morning services. <laughs> Yours are coming. Yours are coming. Yeah. Woo! And I'll never forget, I'll never forget, I got finished preaching on a Sunday morning. And a little eight-year-old boy comes up to me. A little, his name was Daniel, just a little guy. He comes up to me, he looks up at me, and he said, Pastor John, God has called me to be an evangelist. <laughs> and that's what I did. I said, yeah, I smiled. And I said, yes, he is, Daniel. Yes, he is. He has called you to be an evangelist. And I want you, this is what I want you to do. I want you to preach in children's church next Sunday night. He said, okay, I'll be ready. Daniel preached to 350 children in our children's church that Sunday night. 30 minutes he preached. After evangelist Daniel got finished preaching, this is exactly what we, we had a good, we had a big four-foot platform. He, after he got finished preaching, he goes to the right side of the platform. He said to those children, you're here tonight, and you don't have Jesus in your heart. Get on down here. I'm going to get Jesus in your heart this, this evening. I'm waiting. Get down here. That's exactly what he did. 
He goes to the center of the platform. He said, you're here this evening and your heart is not right with God. Get down here. I'm waiting. And he waited for the altars to be filled with children to get their life right with God. And then he goes to the left side of the platform. Keep in mind, he's eight, 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 eight years old. He goes to the left side of the platform. He said, you're here tonight, and you're not filled with the Holy Ghost. And you don't speak in tongues like I speak in tongues. Get down here. I'm going to get you speaking in tongues tonight, and I'm going to get you filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm waiting eight years old. Eight years old. Well, 30 Almost 33 years later, Daniel King, Daniel King is traveling the world, doing massive healing crusades. 30, 35, 40,000 people a night in these crusades. Where did he, he's written over, he's gone to over 70 nations. He's on his 13th book. And a matter of fact, I think he just turned 41 this past week. Where did little Daniel get his start? In children's church, Lori. I gave him a platform. I gave him a platform. I'll never forget the first time we went to Mexico. We went to Mexico. There was a lady that came in underneath one of our tents. She had a tumor the size of a grapefruit. One of my 12-year-old boys by the name of Jason, he laid his hands on that lady's neck and that tumor. In two minutes, that tumor was gone, and the only thing that was there was dangling skin. It was gone. The first time we went to the Ute Indian Reservation, we took 35 children with us. We were asked to pray for a lady, that, an elderly lady, that was in the hospital, that was going to get her right leg amputated. You know how old she was? 44. You know why they're considered elderly? Because most people don't make it past 40 years of age. Matter of fact, my wife, the first time that we went to that reservation, she did a funeral of a 35-year-old lady. So we went and we took those, those kids up to the hospital. And uh, we were told this lady was in a state of depression because she was going to have her leg amputated. So, you, you know, you can't take 35 kids into a hospital room. So we left half of them in the waiting room and took the other half in the room. They surrounded this lady's table. One of my nine-year-old girls, one of my nine-year-old girls, without me even saying anything, laid her hands on that lady's leg. And she said a simple prayer. Dear Jesus, would you please heal her leg? We came back the next year to that reservation, and guess who was fixing all of our meals for her? Totally healed. Totally healed. Children have the same capacity to serve God. However, they are not given the same opportunity to serve God. You know, isn't it something when it comes to technology... Yeah. Danny, when it comes to technology, we think our kids are brilliant, right? Hello? But when it comes to spiritual things, we think they're dumb. I'm going to say that again. When it comes to technology, we think our kids are brilliant. 
But when it comes to spiritual things, we think they're dumb. I'll never forget, I got this new smartphone. To me, it wasn't smart. Well, I wasn't smart, okay? I got the thing home, and I'm, how many have ever done that before? It's like, oh, my God. I went to the Sprint store in North Carolina. I went to the Sprint. Get yourself, Sharon, get yourself a free T-shirt right after the service. Ha, ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to the Sprint store in North Dakota, and anyway, ha, ha. I, you, thought, you thought I said North America. <laughs> Just sit back, hands folded. Anyway, um, fella in the back, get yourself two, three pieces of candy from the candy bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we went, I got one of these, these uh, new phones, and I go into the Sprint store. Have you ever noticed when you go into these stores, these tech stores, they're all like 17, 18, 19 years. You never see an old person in that thing. But anyway, I walk in. You look good. You look good with your, your dry clothes. Yeah. Anyway, I walk in, and he said, can I help you, sir? And I said, yes. I, my cell phone, my grandkids, have been, we got 10 grandkids. You know, and the, the, the grandkids, they said, Poppy, Poppy, you need to get a new cell phone. Yours is like, I mean, dinosaur age, you know. So I walk in, and I said, I need a new cell phone. Because I had one of those flip open ones. He says, um, so he takes me over to the wall and he said, sir, this is the one you need. This is, this is the, the, new, the, new, the new one that's on the market. And it's got all the bells and whistles. I said, I don't need any bells and whistles. I just want to make phone calls and text messages. I don't need all. He looks at me and he laughs like you're laughing at me. Yeah, yeah. And so I bought one of these new ones, these new ones. You know what I'm talking about. Don't, I'm in the kitchen. I got the thing back home, and I'm, ooh, I'm so frustrated because I can't get the smartphone to work. My grandson's there in the kitchen. He said, Poppy, give it to me. I give it to him. He goes, I'll say it. Isn't it something? I'm going to say it again. When it comes to technology, we think our kids are brilliant. But when it comes to spiritual things, we, say, we think, oh, one of these days. Let me give you some statistics. 86% of those that become Christians do so before the age of 15. I'm going to say this again. 86% that become Christians do so before the age of 15. So guess what, Vision Church? The year 2020 Guess what's going to happen? You're going to start seeing children and young people coming in to the church. 86. You want to see a harvest in 2020? Guess what? It's the children. It's the children. 86% of them do so. They receive Jesus before they reach 15 years of age. 10% between the age 15 and a 30, and a scant 4% after 30 years of age. Wow. I believe it's better to prepare than repair. I'm going to say it again. I believe it's better to prepare than repair. I believe it's better to go fishing with your son today than to go fishing for him tomorrow. Jesus made a statement in Mark chapter 4, verse 13. You don't need to put it on the, on the screen. If you want to, that's okay. 
Mark chapter 4, verse 13. He said, if you don't understand this parable, you won't understand any parable. A farmer went out and sowed some seed. By the way, Jesus taught 38 parables. But he said something about this parable that he did not say in any other parable. He said in verse 13, if you don't understand this parable, then you won't understand any parable. A farmer went out and he sowed some seed. And some of the seed fell among wayside, stony, thorny, and good ground. Wayside, stony, thorny, and good ground. He went on to say, the ground represents the heart of man. You're either wayside, stony, thorny, or good ground. The seed is what? The word of God. And if you don't understand this parable in verse 13, you will not understand any parable. So, I ask you, which ground or grounds best represent adults? Wayside? Stony? Thorny? Yeah, take your pick. The first three. First three. Which ground best represents children? The good soil. The good soil. But you know, if you have good soil and you don't do anything to that good soil, what happens? Weeds begin to grow and the ground becomes hard. We have got to reach our children before, while they're still good ground. I don't know if you're seeing it in our culture, but children are getting older, younger. What we faced at age 16, 17, 18 years of age, our kids are facing when they're 7, 8, 9 years old. I believe it's better to prepare than repair. D.L. Moody, one of the greatest evangelists of all times, over half his converts were children. A man asked him, he had a, a service the night before. A man said to him, sir, how many got saved in your meeting last night? D.L. Moody said three and a half. The man said to D.L. Moody, oh, you, you mean three adults and one child. He said, oh, no, 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 no. Three children and one adult. You see, the children have their whole life ahead of them. For us adults, half of our life is gone. Jesus made a statement, I will make you fishers of men. How many have ever made a, a, caught a fish this big? How many have ever caught a fish this big? Anyone in the house? Anyone? How big? How big was your fish? Let me see. Let me see. Show everybody. Holy cow, stand up and show us 60. Holy, holy macaroni. One caught a fish, 63 pounds. Are you ready for this? Next question. How many have ever caught a little fishy this big? Fishy this big. This big. About that big. How many have ever caught a little fishy this big? Come on, let me see your hands. Look, 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 look. Keep them up, keep them up, keep them up, keep them up, keep them up. How many have ever caught a little fishy this big? Children are like little fish. You can catch them for Christ so very easily. But what do you do with the little fishy that you catch this big? You throw it back in and say, little fishy, when you become this big, I'll come back and catch you. 
Children are like little fish. You can catch them for Christ so very easily. But what have we been doing with our children for decades and for centuries? We've been throwing them back into the world. Let me just put it this way, and I'm not swearing. We've been throwing them back into the world into hell because of our stupidity. You know, it's interesting. It seems like the church is the only ones to influence a child's mind. The advertisers don't wait. The child abusers don't wait. The secular humanists don't wait. The occults, they don't wait. Hey, church, we have got to reach our children. We have got to reach our children. Um, come, come back up here. What is your name again? Brace? Blaze. Blaze, come on up here, Blaze. Boy, I look at, he's been so obedient, he put that candy in his pocket. Blaze, come on up here. Blaze, how old are you? Can I shake your hand? Blaze, don't wait to be a great man. Blaze, you know what? Don't wait to be a great man. You be a great boy, Blaze. Because great boys grow up to become great men. But young boys like Blaze, who is six years old, learn how to become great boys in the presence of men that care about little boys. 84% of those that minister to our children today are women. Praise God for you women. I thank God for you women. But I'm going to tell you something. As much as you try, you can't do for a young boy what a man can do for a young boy. And not only do we have a fatherless society, but we have fatherless churches. Fatherless churches. By, a, by the time a boy is 12 years old, 88% of a boy's life will be spent with women. What's worse? A child afraid of the dark or a man afraid of the light? What's worse? Psalm 89, thank you, Blaze. Get yourself another piece of candy. And if you've got a friend out there, you give that to them too, okay? Thank you. Let's give Blaze a great big hand. Psalm 89, verse 1. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord, a song that I learned when I was just a little boy. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing. I will sing. How many remember that song? I will. Ma'am, would you help me in the back? Yep, right there. Yeah, yeah. You remember that song? Psalm 89, verse 1. What is your name? Sherry? Psalm 89, verse 1. I learned it when I was a little boy. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing. I will sing. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. Ready? And with my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness. Thy faithfulness, and with my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all. 
Psalm 145, verse 4, one generation shall praise thy name to the next generation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. One generation shall praise thy name to the next generation. It's called a generational blessing. It's called a generational legacy that we're passing on to our next generation. You see it being done right here at Vision Church with your pastors. You see it being done. One generation shall praise thy name to the next generation. I love what Psalm 127 verse 4 says. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are our children. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man. So the thing we need to understand about an arrow, it goes far beyond us. And our children are being raised in this hour to do things and to go far beyond us in the spirit. Lori, there should not be a vacancy in this church when it comes to ministering to children and youth. There should be a waiting list, a waiting line. When we realize the importance of ministering to children at an early age. There are 7.3 billion people on planet Earth. Over half of them are under the age of 15. The harvest, the largest unreached people group in the world are children. Church, we need to reach our children while there's still good ground. I'm going to close. I'm going to close. I'm going to close. You know that song, Come Now is the Time to Worship? Genesis chapter 18. And I close with this. Verses 18 and 19. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Let me stop right there. Abraham was a... He... Why was Abraham chosen as a covenant partner with God? You know what most people will say right away? He was a great man of faith. Man, wrong. Abraham, at this time that God gave him this promise, was not a faith man. He was a heathen. For I know, verse 19, why was he chosen as a covenant partner with God? Verse 19 to 19 says, for I know him. I know Abraham that he will train up and command his children after him. Interesting with that word command. The word command is more than telling, teaching, instructing to train. The word command literally means literally means to set an example to be a tour guide to be a tour guide, to be a tour guide. Now, how many children and young people do we have here? This is your family right here? And where's your family? Raven, right here? Okay, this is what I want you to do. And we've got some children over here. I just want to use this as an illustration. Now, you all know the song, Come, now is the time to worship. I want you to change the words. Just one word. 
instead of come now is the time to worship, I want you to sing go now is the time to worship. See, because that is the travel agent song. And see, this is what my wife and I have seen for so many years. When I go to different churches, in the front, I see children and teenagers on Sunday morning worshiping God, worshiping God. But where's mommy and daddy, grandma and grandpa? In their seats. See, sing the... By the way, mom, dad, grandma, and grandpa, allow your children to come on down here during this song, the travel agent song, okay? Because I'm using this as an illustration. Are you ready? Go ahead and sing the travel agent song. Hey, thanks, guys. Look at that. They did it. Go. It's Sunday morning. We lift up our hands. We worship God. But mom and dad, you're a travel agent. You don't come up here with them. You just allow your children. Come on. You don't come up here with them. Yeah, Lori, you go ahead and sit back down too. Because I'm going to give an illustration of what I see in 95% of the churches. That's it. That's it. Just lift up your hands, church, and worship God. Lift up your hands and worship God. Okay. This here is a travel agent song. Now, I can see by the expression on your faces, you are loving this. You are loving this, aren't you? The next time you see this happen, take a picture and put a date on it. You ready for this? Statistics. And I hope it does to you what it does to me every time I hear it and say it. 94% of our children and our teenagers that are being raised in our churches will leave the church after high school never ever to return. I don't know what that does to you. But that does that does that that a righteous indignation on the inside of me. Because I'm tired of seeing children and teenagers that are being raised in our churches that will leave the church after high school never to return. And you know one of the reasons is because we've got too many travel agents. Instead of the travel agent song, let's go back to the tour guide song. Now the tour guide, my wife and I have been to Hawaii a number of times and we always like to get a tour guide. Why? A tour guide's been there before. So, let's go back to the tour guide song, Come, Now is the Time to Worship. Okay, kids, go back, sit with Grandma and Grandpa, Mom and Dad, okay? This time, this time, Raven, are you ready? Moms, dads, grandparents, adults, are you ready for this? This is a, and you know what? This is fine. I'd rather have this and the baby crying in church. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> if a baby is hungry, what will they begin to do? Put their hunger on display. Boy, that'll preach. If a baby is hungry, they'll put their hunger on display in the middle of a service. How hungry are you when you come to church on Sunday morning? 
You'll put your hunger on display. You won't have to be cranked up on Sunday. Come on, church. Does anyone love Jesus this morning? Come on. Does anyone love Jesus? No. You'll come through these doors all cranked up. Okay, are you ready? This is the tour. This is the tour guide song. I'm calling all tour guides. Are you ready? Hit it. Now is the time to worship. Hold it. Hold it. Stop the music. No, 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 no. You got it. You got it, Sharon. There's two people that got it. Okay, but let's start all over again. Let's start all over again because I'm going to tell you something. Vision Church 2020. You will have to be, you will have to be, you will have to be, Pastor, is this okay? Okay. You will have to be, stop being a travel agent and being a tour guide because it's going to be mommies and daddies, it's going to be grandmas and grandpas that are going to say, come on, son, come on, daughter, come on, grandchildren, do what daddy does. Do what, have you ever seen a baby in the hand of a mother, a two-year-old? In the hand of a mother, when mommy lifts up her hands, what did that baby do? The baby does the same thing. Does that baby understand? What is her name? Pray? Trey, Trey. His name, I'm sorry. Um, Trey, Trey, did I get it right? During praise and worship, when Trey lifts up his hands, does he understand what he's doing? No, Danny, he doesn't understand what he's doing, but you ready for this, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa? You allow them to go through the motions. The meaning will come. What's taken us 35, 40 years to figure this thing out, guess what? You allow your children to go through the motions, and they'll get this thing in no time. So we're going to sing the tour guide song. Are you ready? Hit it. Come, just is the time to worship. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Now, now is, is the, the time, time to give your heart. Come, just, just as you are to worship. Come on, come. Just as you are before your God. Come. Hold it right there. By the way, look around. Look around. Look around. Church, this is family worship. This is family worship right here. When our sons and daughters... When mommy and daddy and grandma and grandpa say, come on, let's go to the house of God and let's worship. Come on, I'll teach you how. I'll teach you how to enter into the throne room because I'm a tour guide. I've been there before. I'm, I've been there before. Woo. Can I pray for you? Father, I thank you. Vision Church. Thank you, Lord. We'll become and is a tour guide, church. 
that they will lead boys and girls, they will lead teenagers, they will lead men and women, the hurting, the hopeless, uh, the homeless father into the very throne room of God. Father, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It shall be. It shall be. It will happen. Father, we just give you the praise. We give you the honor. We give you the glory for the great things that you are doing in the house and you will do in the house in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search Vision Church. If you would like to help support this ministry, you can do so at visionnwa.com forward slash give.